<laughs> Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. It is here. It is now the legendary podcast. This is the What's Your Opinions podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Don't mind the green screen. Uh, basically, uh, this is kind of like my content room for, um, you know, a little next to two weeks before my grandma come kicks me out again. Because if you guys don't know, my grandma lives with me sometimes, and she's in Oregon, and she's about to kick my ass out. So now I got to move all this shit back in the studio that we call the garage. So again, like I said, I didn't want to use the green screen the entire time, and this is going to be haunting me for the next couple of minutes to an hour. So I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. I hope you guys, um, you know, find that true love you are looking for because, hey, it is Valentine's. As of recording, breaking the fourth wall, it is Valentine's Day. And, um, well... As always, I ain't got no Valentine's because I don't like these bitches. Just kidding. I think, no, I'll say this. Love y'all women. Some of y'all would just be acting bitches. But I hope you guys are having a fantastic, uh, you know, Valentine's Day, cool week. If you don't even have a Valentine's Day, if you don't even have a Valentine's, who gives a fuck? Just work, it, work on you, queen or king or it, that, the third, whatever your pronouns are. I hope you're doing well. And for people that have a significant other, uh, don't use PDA. It's disgusting. That's all I got to say. And, you know, um, this is just another perfect example to always. I've always been saying this for, like, maybe the last, like, six, seven years now. Like, you November babies need to humble yourself because you ain't shit. I'm saying this right now. You November babies, you got to understand something. You're not special. There's one or you're one of two outcomes. One, so happened your parents had sex and made you in the month of February. Or two, you were a Valentine's Day sex baby. Stay humble. All right? And be like, oh, my God, I'm so this, I'm so that. I'm like, yo, dude, your parents had probably the most kinkiest, sluttiest, degrading sex of their lives. And you came out. So humble yourselves. Be humble. Um, <laughs> I'm a, I was conceived in March. If you do the numbers right, I'm born in December. But ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys, you know, Everything's going well. I had work today. Um, picked up my after work. Picked up my siblings. We actually had like this really cool like promotional thing we had, which is like heart shaped pizzas. So I thought that was really cool. I brought one home. Everyone's eating it right now. Everyone's having some good dinner, and I'm just here recording, relaxing, just having a badass time. We have a lot to talk about, actually. Um, a couple things I want to get through before we actually get to our big topics. We have the UFC that just happened. We have um, the Super Bowl that just happened. And what are the implications after the Super Bowl? And what an amazing Super Bowl that was, too. Um, but for the most part, um, I kind of just stayed home. I didn't really go anywhere for the Super Bowl. Um, I had to watch kids, so I was here anyway. But I ended up watching the Super Bowl with my pops. My uncle made some bomb-ass steaks. Um just stood around. I had a really good weekend. I, I I watched UFC 284. What an amazing event that was in Australia. You guys are just absolutely phenomenal. But more importantly, I kind of want to talk about, uh, you know, what I kind of watched over the weekend. Of course, The Last of Us Episode 5 came out. I kind I, I I had like two videos ready for it. And for the most part, like I can't get them out because this green screen don't want to work. And, you know, I'm using my phone as a, as a camera. So, it's kind of hard because it like automatically like kind of filters it out. So, you know, I can't get those out. But I watched the fifth episode with uh, again with my uncle because that's our show. And I got to say, the fifth episode was really dope. I, I just thought a little bit unrealistic, in my opinion. But it just works out. I, again, the episode's not bad. Like the the my minor uh, my minor flaws with it are just 
a little bit unrealistic. And then like Kathleen, why did you have to have that much screen time? But other than that, like I really just had um I had a great time watching it. I can't wait for the next episode. Uh comes out. It feels weird that like it, we got it on Friday because they didn't want to compete with the Super Bowl because everybody was gonna still watch the Super Bowl because it comes out at 6 30 at night. Super Bowl I think Super Bowl didn't end until like eight. And you know, I thought that was like oh, it's a smart move. They still got their views. And that's pretty much it. I finished watching the the Velma series. That is for next week. Like right now, it's just pure sports. But right now, it is legitimately a very bad show. I cannot tell you any way around it. It is legitimately a bad show. And if you want to kind of defend it, I'm sorry. This is a show that can't be defended. I, I look at this show, and it's just like. Ooh, why did you why did you have to take this ip you know what i mean but other than that um that's kind of what i've been watching i've been getting into like a little bit of you i'm getting back into Yu-Gi-Oh. um i got back into streaming these last couple of weeks too um so i thought that was super fun um got a couple new followers so thank you guys for following i don't have a streaming schedule but i you know i stream when i want to uh i i don't look at streaming as a as a uh I don't, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm a content creator, but like at the same time, like I can't just go on stream for two plus hours and just talk to nobody, you know, I, I stream when I want to. So that's the thing. So if you guys want to check me out, uh, uh, twitch.tv slash WYOP gaming, uh, I've been playing some Yu-Gi-Oh! I've been playing a lot of Pokemon. I need to, I need to play, I need to go back on Pokemon. I know I think I'm like on the third gym or whatever, but that's kind of like my thing where I'm like, you know, what? I'll give an hour of gaming and if people want to come in chat let's have a talk i like talking about anime i like talking about sports i like talking about anything you know it's it's fun so you know join the party but i think i do want to do at least like one stream a week like i want to have like a set schedule maybe like a monday or a thursday um this is just kind of like the days off like saturday and sunday i just feel like no one's gonna watch you know what i mean so you know i, I that's what i've been doing playing some Yu-Gi-Oh. got some pokemon my sister actually got me some pretty cool shit the other day shout out to lexi because uh I don't know what it is. Obviously, being like a content creator, you can like get a bunch of cool shit. Cause, you know, I bought this. Uh, people that don't know what this is, you know, it's it's um. People, I'm sorry. So someone was at the door. I don't know who it was. Um, but people that don't know what like this little thing is, it is your best friend. If you guys are a content creator, shout out to Small Rig. Small Rig, can you like can you send me some more? I love these things. But my sister, take them. My older sister Mariah, shout out to my sister Mariah. She took this shit, and she—it's uh, it, a little content creator, like like a, a little thing, you know. Gives you gives you a little gives you a little uh, you know, a little basics. If you and um, it does some cool shit on it too. Like it switches colors. I do what I want with it. You know what? How mean? Like if I want some blue black light right here, you know I can get it. But um, both my sisters wanted this, and like, oh my god, I want it, and I'll pay for it. And Mariah, you still haven't paid me. So pay up. And my little sister Lexi, she does like um, she does nails for a living now. She does uh, she does like um pedicures and I don't know what the pet um she does nails and pedicures. I don't know what the shit's called, but you know, she does that. And she was like, I need something to like shine shine light to it without a glare. I'm like, oh, you can use that. And she was gonna pay me, and then all of a sudden, her and you know, uh, her boyfriend they go to Yosemite. And they stopped by this cool Funko place. I have no idea what the place is called, but shout out to them. Um, they they have like this 
tons of Funko Pops. Uh, I'm not really huge into Funko Pops. I just found one um, a couple days ago. It was the, Fri- uh, the Five Nights at Freddy's Chica one. I, I'm not, I never played the game. Um, I found that for like four bucks, uh, Goodwill. Along with this, I found this a couple days ago. Hey, I love vintage Nautica. You know what I mean? And my sister was just like, you know what? I'm like, I'm like you know what? Let's do a trade. I, I, you know, I'm like, you know what, Lex, let's do the trade. Let's, let's see what it does and let's see what it goes with. And uh, sure enough, she found a cool Funko Pop that I don't have, which is a, uh, a My Hero Academia Tsuyu. She's one of my favorite characters on the show and a couple Pokemon packs. I'm like, yo, if you can cook, if you can get that to 30, then I think we're cool. And sure enough, you know, we came out with the deal. So I don't know when she's going to pick that up. But if you're like a small content creator or you just need like a better light source, this shit is going to be your best friend. Cause I use this all the time. Wait till I get into like. Wait till I start mastering shit. This is gonna look so much. It's gonna be so much fun. And I think that's kind of what it. I don't know. Like I don't think I did anything else this week. Uh, just kind of leading up to the sports. Like you know, another week without Alex. You know, Alex. Hope you're doing better, buddy. And we, I just talked to him a couple of days ago. He's doing great. He's doing all right. So you know, um, hopefully we get him back soon. But other than that, like we cool. We chilling with these two episodes. By the way, guys, if you guys want to follow us on YouTube, you want to subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to uh, YouTube.com/slash What's Your Opinions Podcast. Uh, videos every Friday. And now, if you guys are um spot um sp- uh, Spotify users. We have videos on Spotify. Also, this video will be on Spotify, um, you know, at What's Your Opinions Podcast. Uh, we did our first video last week, and we're doing this video this week, so I can't. I hope you guys can stay and focus and do a bunch of other stuff. We are trying to be as interactive as possible, so if you guys want to comment on the videos on Spotify or YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe, please follow and like, and we're trying to do polls. So uh, if you guys are really interested and want to get your voices heard, we also have a link, too, on our link tree where you guys can send us voice messages and ask us questions about topics from last week or trying to have a discussion. Well, I'm totally down to have a discussion or we whenever I get a guest or whatever. So I really hope, you know, that gets the ball rolling. Follow us on TikTok at What's Your Opinions Podcast Clips and all that stuff. So, you know, that's kind of been like the kind of bigger kind of cool news is, well, we got a better camera. I, I'm going to get the camera that I, I got for Christmas. I'm going to be able to use that. So that's going to be super fun. But nonetheless, let's get to the, let's get to the topics at hand. Uh, UFC 284 was an outstanding event. It, it was an A minus. It was you know what? It, it was an A. It was an A card. It was a. If I had to give it a grade, it's an A. It was really good. I enjoyed every single moment of it. Um, I think this was just. This is what you wanted. You know, if you that don't know what 284 was, we had basically two championship fights for the interim flyweight belt and then the lightweight belt. And, you know, the lightweight championship, uh, Islam Makhachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Basically, both of them going for pound for pound. And sure enough, it did not disappoint. Islam Makhachev was the number two. Alexander Volkanovsky was the number one. He was the he is the best fighter and he has continued to show why he is the best fighter. And sure enough, it just didn't disappoint. Fireworks throughout everything. Um, the event itself was really dope. I got to see the most of the prelims and the entire main card and i just thought everything about it was cool i'm not gonna go through every fight um some of them were really great some of them were just barn burners some of them were just uh nah. but uh, i, I want to get to the two uh the co-main and the main event just because those are the more impactful fights i would say um let's get to josh emmett versus yaya rodriguez um what a stellar fight that was um yaya rodriguez has just shown 
that he's meant to be at this stage and no one's stopping him anytime soon. Yaya Rodriguez did a, a, I believe, not a rear naked choke. It was, um, I don't think it was a rear naked choke. I know he choked him out, but I just feel like Josh Emmett just knew he just couldn't rise to the occasion with what Yair was putting out, the constant leg kicks, the body, the body blows. And Yair did get in, get caught. You can't you can't discredit Josh Emmett's uh, power. You know, Josh Emmett can light up, light up a fighter any given day. It was just Yair was just built different. And, you know, now Mexico now has two champions. And Yair Rodriguez, you know, has now shown he can fight and he can be in the big dogs. Now, what transpired from the main event, what I see is as of right now, I still see Volkanovski as the undisputed champion because I think he does beat Yair. Will I be rooting for Yair Rodriguez? Of course. I love Mexico, baby. Anybody from Mexico and I like you, I am rooting for you 100%. And I love Australians, you know? And I just think with Yair Rodriguez's unique style of fighting and just how he just gets after it, he he's just he's the guy for the job. I think when you look at Alexander Volkanovsky, right, and what his journey has been, um, journey to pound for pound, you know, Yair really, really, really does have a fucking full plate on his hands where he has to really, you know, shine. And I think he has to, he has to be perfect because after this fight with him with uh, with Volkanovsky and Islam, it still shows that it, uh, Volk is still leaps and bounds better than pretty much anybody in the flyweight. And that's a, and I just praise Yair. Yair has to be damn near perfect and more to to basically try and capture try and capture gold. But congratulations to him. He, um, very, very humble guy. And again, just the, the Aussie crowd was just a fucking one, bro. This dude, the, the venue that they were at, the way it sounded, you would think, oh, my God, there's like 40, 50,000 people in here. There was only 14,000. That just that legitimately makes Brazil just at more trash than it already was. And. I think that crowd had a lot of play into a lot of uh, a lot of Aussies won, um, but I want to get to the main event. I think the main event was absolutely stunning. Um, Islam Makachev ended up uh, retaining the the lightweight title, and rightfully so. Um, if you want to hear my scorecards for it, I had it three two mock. Um, I think just because Volkanovski had a really great fifth round, it really did not deter Islam not winning this fight. I love Volkanovski. I was, after the Ortega fight, I was really, really bought into uh, to Volk's thing. Because I thought, and I feel like everyone else, like, oh, you know, he he beat Max convincingly. Okay, let's see what happens. The second fight, we all thought Max won it. And sure enough, you know, he fights Brian Ortega, fights, beats the shit out of him, and then he fights Korean Zombie, as much as Korean Zombie was already out the window, you, you cannot, you know, you can't doubt Korean Zombie, and then just absolutely fucking dog-walking Max Holloway and closing whatever doubts we have about him, and I think when you look at this fight, and Alex even said it before, he said, I think Volk's a little too small for Islam, and I'm like, I looked at when they did their first face-off back in Abu Dhabi, I was like, whoa, you're, you're onto something. And sure enough, we kind of been talking about it like throughout. And my biggest conclusion with this was two things. One is Volk's wrestling and his Volk's 
strength good enough to take Islam out of his comfort zone. And two, if Islam doesn't have his wrestling, what is he like on the feet? I think we both got, I think we got, I think all the fans got surprised for what these champions were made of. You know, I think with Islam, I think he did, he had over seven minutes of ground control. Uh, and I think he was basically just, how can I say it? I can't say it was unanimous, because it was a unit. He won via unanimous. I can't say it's unanimous. I, I think Volkanovski definitely has a case, but I'm still riding with Islam. As much as people hate it, wrestling wrestling proves all. Like people are so mad about oh Volk got robbed. I'm like, didn't Volkanovski? Isn't what Volkanovski did with Max Holloway the second fight? He just wrestled him. And really didn't put much, uh, put didn't really put much when Max was out striking him, put him on his ass, was doing everything more, and Volkanovski still came out the winner. So this is that same. That's uh, to me that is the same thing. Now when we look at how this fight went, it's a little bit different because these guys were going at it, but at the same time, Volk got taken down four times, but he got back up a couple. He got back up sometimes, and. and I think Islam. I'm not looking at the score. I'm not looking at the actual like stats right now. But I know Islam was like four for nine. Volkanovski was zero and four. But even then, Volk got right up. You could say the fourth round was very close up until Volkanovski made the mistake of punch. Uh, instead of defending the takedown, he took that takedown completely, and he basically just you know he knew mentally he had to go into the and that, and that's the thing on him too. I'll get to it. Um, but like he knew mentally, like I, 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 that's a mistake. I need, I would like to have back. And he got up, and he, this is the thing with Volk. Volk's just pure strength alone is impressive, because if we look at all of Islam Makachev's fights, he has so much ground control. Islam Makachev is good. Ah, I think he's kind of like the Eagles. To a degree, and we're gonna talk about the Super Bowl later, but like we we're talking about you kind of had a soft way of getting to the belt. You didn't you didn't fight any of the guys in the top five, from what I remember. And sure enough, you like you you kind of look at just is this belt really deserving to Ma to Makachev? At the same time, there was no one really else to fight. You know, everyone else in the top five kind of are was going through a losing, like, they all lost, Chandler lost, Poirier had lost, well, he just won against Chandler, and then Gaethje, like, we really don't know what we're getting with these guys, and sure enough, Makachev's like, I'll get the belt, and then did what we all thought he was gonna do, which is either wrestle him, or he showed, and again, this is Charles Oliveira just having a glass chin, putting him on his ass, and then not respecting his ground game. I think that's the way you have to beat Oliveira. There's a blueprint to how to beat him. You have just, if you can get him on the ground, like put his ass on the ground, you got to throw caution to the wind and just go and fight him. Like if you get choked out, you get choked out. You can't have this dude recover. And that's exactly what Makachev did. He hit him with a couple of good shots and then went for a head triangle or an arm triangle. No, no, no. It was a, it was a head triangle. So, Makachev has shown, and even this, like, it just shows a little bit more. I'm like, okay, I could take, I, I can buy in a little bit more of the Makachev, uh, you know, sweepstakes. You know what I mean? Like, I'll buy, I'll buy a little stock into Makachev a little bit, because Makachev showed, like, hey, 
I can I can throw him down too. Even though he got completely outstriked by Volk, you know, the takedowns were there. As much as you want to bitch, moan, and complain, we don't have refs. I mean, we don't have um, judges that aren't, you know, good. There's a couple of judges that are, you know, you're going to get judges that are terrible and you're going to get judges that are, you know, that are on, on, on it. And just that night, 49-46 was such an egregious call of a judge. That's a very bad call. That's very, that's disrespectful to Volk. And I just think when you look at that, you have a couple of things you need to talk about. And that's like one of the things MMA needs to, needs to really, really get into is their judging. Because wrestling should not, should not, you know, rule all. It's mixed martial arts. And I just think when you have that as the meta, you know, it's, it's what it is. Until, you know, judging gets fixed a little bit. If that wasn't the case where, like, a takedown, if you had four takedowns but had, let's just say four takedowns, four minutes of control time, um, Volk would have won. But this was four takedowns with seven minutes of control time. So I definitely give Mock that over Volk. Volk outstriked him. Volk was really, really unfazed. I think up until, I think the first round when he got, no, I think the first or second round when he got clipped. It was just back and forth. It was good. And and right now, when we look at, like, pound for pound, everyone's like, I think, and Makachev even believed, like, I'm number one. And and the the, 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 the the rankings came out today, and Volkanovski's still the number one pound for pound fighter. And I have to say, I'm agreeing with it. When you look at Volkanovski, you look at that fight in general. He has proven that he is the best fighter in the world. It does not matter what you think. It does not matter what Makachev thinks. It doesn't matter what any other fighters think. What Volkanovski has proven is why he is the best of the best. We look at, like, boxing, right? Boxing, you know, Canelo loses to Dimitri Bivolv and gets absolutely fucking dog-walked. If, and he drops, like, four or five ranks. I think right now, I, I I can't look at it right now. Uh, I think the pound for pound for boxing is, I think Canelo, I think Canelo is like number five. Let me look that up real quick. Like if I'm looking at the pound for pound rankings right now, like, hold on. And we look at January, 2023, we're at the pound for pound rankings. If I can get a list, please. I don't know where the pound for pound. Okay. Terrence Crawford is the number one pound for pound fighter right now. Rightfully, eh, you know, eh, he defended his title. It was out there. Then you have Alexander Usyk, rightfully so. We have, oh, Canelo Alvarez is the number third, is number three. And I can say, I think he should be bumped down to the fourth or fifth spot. But when we're looking at this, it's like, Canelo has shown that you can beat him. He's beatable. You know, had that nine-year streak of just winning. And Dimitri Bivol just flat out just takes him. And then you look at how, uh, hold on, you look at, like, Noaya Inoue, he is undisputed. You look at Errol Spence as the number five spot, rightfully so. You look at, I believe, Tyson Fury's number six. And Dimitri Bivol, on his first year into the list, defended his title, and he fought. You know, we you have now the super fight to make with Dimitri Bivol, which is, you know, him and 
fuck what uh, Arthur Better Biev. I think Arthur Better Biev actually has a has a has a streak to get into the um into the pound for pound. And then you have Shakur Stevenson. I I don't believe Shakur should be there. Uh I think Shakur really hasn't fought in a lot of people. Um uh, especially with him in his last fight. Like I just don't think he should be in the pound for pound. And then you have Jermel Charlo. He got into undisputed. And then you have, where's this one? Devin Haney, rightfully so. And those, those, and that's the top 10 according to January of 2023. But my thing is this. Canelo, people could have been like, oh, Canelo still deserves to be number one. Like, no, Canelo was pound for pound the best. Got dog walked and dropped three spots, like two spots. I'm surprised. I would have put him at the four. I would have put him at the fifth spot put Dimitri Bivov right under him. As much as Dimitri Bivov won, Dimitri Bivov had shown that, you know, or to be honest, I might even switch them. Dimitri Bivov at five, Canelo at six. Like, Canelo's performance was dog shit in that fight. He should be dropped a couple notches. What we saw with Alexander Volkanovsky, Alexander Volkanovsky outstriked him. He made Makachev look human. Makachev, and, 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 the, and I said this a few minutes ago, it's like, yo, when is Makachev ever been uncomfortable in a fight he was breathing hard he was he was pushed to his max level and he still rise to the occasion but i feel like with volkanowski it was just you fed off the fans the fans were going crazy you know he got out of like two submissions or like a slight submission and he just kept getting up and just walking him down and then it finally came into the fifth round what if he was never a flyweight and he just my thing is this what if he just stayed as a lightweight? I honestly think we are seeing him absolutely destroy Makachev at this point. And Makachev, you know, shout out to him. Now with his this performance, it show it proves why he's the the number two guy, you know. So, and I say this: I don't think this fight ever happens if Charles Oliveira retained the title. I don't think Volkanovski moves up. Um, I think Charles Oliveira is a bigger challenge than Makachev, if I'm being honest. And when we look at Alexander Volkanovsky now, he is the number one guy. The rankings happened. I, I could say it's justified. He Even though he lost, he put up an absolute show-stopping performance. He didn't go out without a fight. Like I said, I don't believe a unanimous decision was the call. If I'm going to score it, I give it 3-2 mock. But I'm giving it a lot closer. I probably may give it a split decision to Makachev. Um, I might even give a split decision to Makachev. My thing is this, Alexander Volkanovsky has a case of, you know, potentially winning the fight. My thing is, I'll take the wrestling over everything because that's the meta right now. And so when we look at that, you know, my, uh, you know, Volk really doesn't have this um kind of has that thing over the wrestling when it comes to the points of the of the fight. So that's my only thing when it comes to scoring that fight. And when you look at how like my, my like Makachev, bro, like he looked fucking human. Like, if I am every coach in the lightweight division right now, I am suiting up. I am doing everything I possibly can to make sure that I think the cardio output needs to be there. I think Volkanovski's cardio is absolutely insane. I think it was more like the John Jones and um, Dominic Reyes fight. Dominic Reyes was absolutely blowing fucking ass. Like, blowing the shit out of fucking John Jones. I think... And then we look at the rounds three through five. I still think Dominic Reyes should have won the fight, but 
we can clearly tell John Jones if this was a like say this was a boxing match. Let's just say they have boxing rounds. Say it was seven rounds. We could clearly see the tide shifting with John Jones. That is the thing with Makachev. I mean, not Makachev with Volkanovski. I think as the fight was getting all going, he was getting better. But I think the constant takedowns round four was definitely his demise and kind of what sealed his fate. And he even knew he says, I have to go all out. And that's good on his coaches. That's good on him. That's what makes him mentality. His mentality is fucking crazy when it comes to that. And so, you know, I commend him for that. What an amazing fight it was. And, you know, again, what me and Alex said a couple weeks back, this is turning out to be the year of casual fights. Like casual fight fans and just fight fans alone. You can't be any more happy with what you've gotten. You know what I mean? And now in like two, three weeks, we get John Jones and Surreal gone. And then the week after, and then like two weeks after that, you get Edwards and Kamaru Usman three. Like we are, we are getting spoiled right now. And so like, and then next week we have Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. And I'll get to that in the very few, in a few minutes. But my thoughts is, this is my thing on it. Makachev won. Volkanovski retained number, the number one pound for pound, rightfully so. Volkanovski has a case. Um, Volkanovski has a case of maybe winning this fight, but I'm just going to go with Volkan uh, with um, Makachev because I think Makachev is wrestling just did a little bit more than Volk's pressure. But Volk definitely was showing he if the if this was seven rounds five minutes, Volkanovski's taking everything. So I can't wait to see this rematch. Um, what goes with the lightweight division right now? You really don't know. Dustin Poirier just beat. Michael Chandler does Dustin Poirier get the title shot I really don't know I just think maybe one more fight I don't think he runs it back with uh with the I don't think he runs it back with Charles Oliveira just yet um there is Bernil Dariush you know he's been trying to get a Makachev for a while now uh I think I think Bernil Dariush is the guy for that I think he should fight him I think it'd be an interesting fight um Conor McGregor making his absolute his epic return so we're really going to see where that's going to go obviously they're going to be on the ultimate fighter him and michael chandler are going to be fighting each other i'm saying this it's going to be a summer fight august i'm going to call it august it'll be like august 30th or like a late august fight i think that's what's going to happen and i just can't wait i really um ufc is looking to uh, it's just it's just cooking right now and i just can't wait um, a little bit of boxing news um, Canelo Alvarez is officially going to be defending his four belts against Zack Ryder. I believe that's what his name was. Um, he's a little bit of a nobody. Um, do I think it's a tune-up fight? Yes and no, because he's uh, Zack Ryder's kind of been on this little bit of a a little bit of a winning streak, but he's just an up and down fighter. But he's beaten some good dudes at the same time. You kind of beat some bums. So, do I think this is a tune-up fight? Mm, I don't think of him as a serious threat against Canelo. I think this is a good tune-up fight going into potentially fighting. Dimitri Bivol again in uh, in September, or the possibility of Plant and the winner of Plant and Benavidez that fights in March, I believe. Adrian the Problem Broner, he is gonna go. He's gonna be going next week. Um, his uh, return. He was supposed to fight a couple months ago. Um, he dropped out due to mental illness. So you know maybe he's all right. Getting this huge deal with this promotion, we really don't know what he's about. He lo- he just looks chunky to me, man. But that's all I could see from that. Um, another thing, too, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury, that fight has officially been on. It was announced like two, three weeks ago, about like a month or two ago. And no, about a month ago. 
and they're fighting in Abu Dhabi, fighting in uh, no, they're fighting in Saudi Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabia, and it's just um, it's a little weird. Um, you know me, I'm gonna be looking, I'm gonna be watching that fight. Um, I think it's a fifty fifty match with that one too. Uh, I just think you have Tommy, who is a legit boxer. You could say his opponent's records; they haven't done anything, but. Tommy has gone in the ring with these guys, and Tommy has shown he could be a competent boxer. Um, Jake has shown he could be a competent boxer against no talent. So, like I said, it's a 50-50 fight. If I'm going to go with who I like, uh, I'm probably going to go with Tommy just for the main fact that it's I don't like Jake Paul. I think he he does take the sport seriously, but at the same time, it's just like, can you stop with the antics? That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Can you stop with the antics? So that's kind of like it with boxing right now. Um, I'm super excited. You know, a couple weeks down the road, we're going to have a couple new champions. So who knows? Um, I think that's, what are we at right now? We're at 30. Oh, yeah, perfect timing. Um, let's, uh, before we get to the Super Bowl and all that, I want to give a, sh- a quick shout out to our sponsor, Ginger Audio, revolutionizing the way of sound and how you perform. If you guys are content creators, streamers, musicians, podcasters such as myself ginger audio is is it for you guys um if you guys are like me uh, just a small podcast you guys don't want to spend a ton of money you don't have a ton of money but you still want to get great content out well this is the this is the thing for you i, I go through obs or Streamlabs, and i have the program where i can do everything here i have a bunch of it's a digital soundboard with multiple multiple inputs you can get desktop audio all crisp clear sound you can put multiple mic inputs in here uh, for usb this is such a great 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 you know program if you are a starter up like me and to be honest i think i'm gonna be using this till the end of time i have no problems with this if you guys have now seen and now you're you guys have heard and now you are seeing this my audio sounds crisp and clear, and I couldn't be happier. I sound like one of those guys on the radio, which I will be on a radio show one day. But <laughs> this is it for you guys. If you guys are a musician, but they have a different program called Ground Control, which levels your vocals and has so many different things you can edit on the fly. I use Caster Live. If you guys want to get any of these products, they are in the links in the description. Or you can go on our link tree and get our referral link, which is gingeraudio.com forward slash W-Y-O-P. They have two. If you guys are a pod, if they have two programs. If you guys have are a podcaster or a content creator such as myself, you guys should be going on Caster Live, update your stream, um, upgrade your streams, update your audio, and most importantly, update your pod, uh, upgrade your podcast. Caster Live is for you guys. If you guys are musicians just starting out and you don't want to pay a bunch of money for some weird products and weird um, programs. This is it for you guys. Cash or Live is just starting at $79.99. And Ground Control is starting at $109, a fraction of the cost of any other digital soundboards out there. And also, you can edit on the fly. It records all your inputs all at once, so no mix and matching. It gets all there at the same time. Gingeraudio.com forward slash W-Y-O-P. And last but not least, AGS, if you guys want to, you know, if you guys are like me, I love grading my Pokemon cards all the time. Uh, I actually have a couple right here. I've been partnered up with AGS. They are a grading company like no other. The time of human error with PSA, BGS, Beckett, it's out the window. These guys are basically saying, yo, we got an AI. Computers don't get it wrong all the time, and computers don't get it wrong. They show you everything, 100% transparent, and telling you why you got your 
why you got your grade. I got a nine and a half. They say I have two corners that were a little dented and everything else was absolutely perfect. Tents across the board besides the corners. They show you everything with transparency. Unlike PSA and Beckett and all these guys, they just tell you, hey, this is what you got. You get what you get and don't throw a fit. They tell you why you got this. So AGS, if you guys want to go on my streams, I do stream on whatnot. I sell some Pokemon cards on there. You guys can get graded through me. AGS, 20-day turnaround. Who does it better? Now, let's get back to our show. Woo. All righty. You, sh um, you know, thank you for the sponsors. Uh, thank you, guys. Please go sign up for those. Go sign up for Ginger Audio. Preferral link. If you want to support me and support this podcast, I greatly appreciate it. Now, let's, uh, let's get to the Super Bowl. Everyone was watching the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I got to say this. Great fucking Super Bowl. Amazing. I, I was outstanding. I was befuddled. I was speechless at what I got from this. And not only that, uh, before we even get to the game, uh, let's just say the commercials, mid as fuck. Why are, when are we going to get good Super Bowl commercials again? I think the only good Super Bowl commercial, and it started World War III in pretty much every household, was the Tubi. My dad was like, who touched the remote? My mom was like, who touched the remote? My dad's like, it's a commercial. I was like, damn, they got me. And then I saw a bunch of memes, and then they, dude, legitimate World War III. Dads were destroying everything trying to find a remote. And, you know, sure enough, you know, it was a good commercial. Uh, the Flash trailer came out. I don't want to talk about that. I'll talk about it next week when we talk about shows and cartoons and shit. Um, a couple of movie trailers, just overall, it was just a bad, it's just bad. I don't think I haven't liked a complete Super Bowl commercial lineup in like seven years. They just don't do it like they do anymore. Uh, it sucks. But overall, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was super, you know, I thought it was a really great Super Bowl. Even the beginning of the Super Bowl, like, oh, my God, I'm going to play this for you guys right now. If you guys don't know um, who Shirley Ralph is, I don't know what you guys are doing. Go watch. First of all, go watch Abbott Elementary. She's an amazing actress. Uh, she used to do Broadway. Uh the dream girls that's an amazing she was amazing she has a great voice um who's that dude he goes on he was like that dude he was like the voice of what's his name uh on the gargoyles goliath he's been the voice of like so many different things he's like the, you know like the distinctive voice i can't i can't think of his name right now uh but man you know she has like that distinctive voice just powerful and she did and she said lift um lift every voice and sing she performed it and it was absolutely stunning i was blown away of what this woman was doing like what i'm about to show you guys this right now it was mind-boggling how good this was this is this is basically what kind of like my kind of bright spot of the super bowl when it came to the besides rihanna we'll get to rihanna in a bit but like here is Shirley ralph like dude Oh my gosh, man. Like, woo! That woman can sing. Like, this is her year. I'm saying that right now. This is her year. Like, I cannot tell you how happy I am that she is 
just living out her best life. She's Emmy nominated. One of the, uh, she won an Emmy. She's won multiple awards now because of Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary is the greatest show on television network as we speak. And just showing how amazing her voice was is just absolutely mwah. She is just she's just amazing. And now I'm like, oh, this is gonna be good. And then Babyface came on for some reason, and then oh my god, the national anthem was fire. I forgot who sang it too. He was a really good country singer. But I, I thought it was just really, really dope. You know, I, I look at like it's kind of crazy when you look at like performances like that. And it's just like, dude, how are you the highlight? How how are you like the second best thing under Rihanna? You know what I mean? Like when it came to performances, like the choir, her voice just so powerful. And I thought it was really, 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 really nice. I, I felt my made my heart. It made my heart melt. Because she's, she's just getting her moment, bro. It just feels so good. But let's get to the Super Bowl. We're going to get to Rihanna. Don't worry about it because I got some shit to say for Rihanna. But um, Super Bowl, by far one of the best Super Bowls I have seen ever. So competitive. And yes, I'm going to get to every, what everyone was complaining about. But right now, as I see it, one of the best games, one of the best Super Bowls I've seen in a very long time. Um and shout out to the Philadelphia Eagles. You guys got exposed out of your ass, but you guys played like you guys were one of the best teams in football. And Patrick Mahomes now has solidified himself as a top 10 quarterback of all time. In he is number 10. MVP, he won the MVP, won MVP in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl champion two time, has gone to three Super Bowls now. Like, he's doing great. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know. So Patrick Mahomes, uh, and sorry about that, guys, technical difficulties, um, but Patrick Mahomes is basically has solidified himself as the best quarterback in football as we speak, and there's just nothing on it. The dude was on a bum ankle. Whatever drugs they're giving him, pfft, some of y'all need to find that connect. <laughs> But overall, I thought this was just, just great competitive. It just shows Andy Reid leaps and bounds better than almost any coach. The adjustments, everything. It was just great. And so when I look at, like, Jalen Hurts, like, Jalen Hurts has nothing to be sad about. Jalen Hurts just absolutely put on a show, and it sucks that, you know, it does suck that he doesn't get his second chance to try to make a potential game-winning drive, but... Jalen Hurts is the future. He's proved everybody wrong. Even me, I said this. I wish I had tape on everything where, you know, I can bring it to you, but I can't edit on the fly. So um, with Jalen Hurts, I just pretty much said at the beginning of the season, I really don't know what we're getting with Jalen Hurts. Um, Jalen Hurts shit the bed last last year in, in, in the playoffs, and, you know, you do what you can. You do what you could, and, you know, just to be this young in his career, to be in the Super Bowl, and it sucks that these this may be the only chance he gets to go to the Super Bowl. And because when you look at the free agency and what's happening, his defensive, and just as today, his offense and defensive coordinator are now head coaches for two different teams. His offensive coordinator is now going over to Carolina to be the head coach, and his defensive coordinator is going all the way over down to the NFC West to try and fucking beat the shit out of Kyler Murray. I really don't know. But... And then now Philadelphia has a lot of free agents they can't sign. And you got to figure out what you're going to get with Jalen Hurts. But Patrick Mahomes, let's get to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Just 
the halftime adjustments. That's that's what it, it, it was. Literally, Jalen Hurts' fumble and the halftime adjustments is what won them the game. Patrick Mahomes on a bum ankle is is crazy. And shout out to Andy Reid, just absolutely just exposed the shit out of that defense in the second half. The defense that everyone was like, oh, this defense is going to go after Patrick. This is defense is go after. Well, there's no sacks. No sacks. So what, 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 are we, what are we doing? What are we talking about? And again, this proves what I said a week or two ago when everyone was clowning me like, oh, oh really, were you quiet? You're quiet? I'm like, yeah, I'm quiet. The Niners lost because they didn't have a quarterback. And y'all are going to be like, oh, well, you had Josh Johnson. He got hurt and you couldn't put it in. I'm like, dude, Brandon Ayuk called it and Debo Samuels called it. Your defense is going to be exposed because of that defensive line. That defensive line, yes, it would have probably, I'd say this. Brock Purdy probably would have got sacked maybe three. I, I'm going to be realistic as possible. Do I think the Niners win against Philly? No. As a Niners fan, I say they don't win against Philly for the main fact that our offensive, our, our offensive line, it was not built to, for that defense. And yes, for the most part, they really didn't get after the quarterback after. I think it was like, what, four sacks? I think it was like, no, I'm sorry, not four sacks. Like three or two or three sacks that they gave up. And my thing is this, it's just, they, you just didn't have a chance to begin with. Brock Purdy goes down, it, you take everything. The defense has to put everything on their back. You have a bunch of bogus calls. You have the A.J. Brown situation. Like, I'm not salty. I'm not going to say that. All I'm saying is, I was correct. This defense got exposed for what it was. And it's the same thing that happened with the Rams defense. You had a really you had a good defensive line. And why do you think like Jalen Ramsey and all these guys were just so all these all pro corners? Because your defensive line is forcing this quarterback to make mistakes. And now what happened? Couldn't get to the quarterback. Sack, couldn't get to the quarterback. No sacks. Just exposing corners left and right. Like literally Andy Reid's second half was playing like seven dimensional chess while their defensive coordinator was still trying to put the pieces together to play checkers. Like that was the difference maker. And the defense got exposed. You let 24 points in the half go by. You had a lead by 10. You and people just say that play all oh, with a flag or whatever. Like, no, it was a momentum shifter regardless. Like Yes, they had great plays, but we were seeing the momentum shift astronomically towards the Chiefs side. And it and you guys got called, you guys got bailed out with calls too. So let's just not keep that a buck. And I with that was just just a work of art by Andy Reid. And let's get to the D Eagles. You now are in this weird spot where you don't really know what you're going to do next season. Um, can you repeat? I doubt it. I really do doubt it with everything. If they keep all their free agents, then of course. But you look at what we saw. You now have the guy in Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is going to either lead you to the promised land or lead you to pull multiple division titles. Jalen Hurts is that guy. Jalen Hurts is just that good. Now we look at that D. Was it special? When you play against bad teams, this is what happens. I, I'm not going to, they hit the lottery when it came to an easy schedule. You face the Packers division when it's not that good, kind of, com it's competitive in the standard of, it's not anyone's division, but it was just competitive. The, the, the Chicago Bears, the Chicago Bears until, uh, you know, the Chicago Bears were 
okay. They can be in some games, but they were still bad. They have the number one pick for a reason. You have Detroit Lions before the second half of the season. You faced a Green Bay that's a struggling Aaron Rodgers, and you faced Kirk Cousins in primetime. You faced so many bad. You faced the Jags before they got good. You faced, and I get it. You know, we play, we win. You take your wins as you win. I don't want to hear any Eagle fans complain about this game because you were talking all those papas, all that mess, and yeah, it sucks. Your defense, you can't not blame anyone else but your defense, especially with that call. And I play both sides. And let's talk about the call. When I look at that call, does it need to be called? Yes and no. It's a holding. Regardless of what you guys think, it is a holding. But should it have been called? No. I say that as, I, I say it with, why is it all of a sudden the refs wanted to blow the whistle? And I see everyone's like, oh, they're just doing their jobs. I say this. Let's look at last year, right? If there was no holding calls on blatant, yes, there are holding calls. But at the same time, you never called holding calls all game in the last Super Bowl. Very little holding calls. All the holding calls go to the Bengals for that game-winning drive. Don't call holding at all in this Super Bowl. Now you're going to call holding on two minutes left in the game? Under two minutes left in the game? Huh? And then Roger Goodell said this days ago. I think we're good with the refs. I think our refs are good. No. You know why these refs are doing what they're doing? Because there is no repercussion for their actions. I've said this completely every single time. Hit these people where it hurts the most, and it's the pockets, the feria, the dinero, all that stuff. And I said this. Implement a sky judge. Get someone from New York. Get in every single game. Like a Ron Rivera. No, 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 Ron Rivera. Um... Just a really good ref that oversees everything, right? You should be able to challenge penalties. You should be able, and then he should have the say. And if you call a blatantly bad call, that's a $4,000 fine or that's a fine, 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 fine. How is it these refs aren't getting fined for blatantly bad calls, but everyone else gets fined for everything? You sniff on the guy wrong, you're getting fined. You know what I mean? So until we hit the ref's pockets or make these refs understand how important these games are you're not going to see any changes so do i agree with the call it's a it's a holding it's a plain holding but should it have been called absolutely not i think you should have let it play out and only reason that is because jalen hurts gets a minute 25 30 to try to attempt to win a super bowl instead of the 11 seconds he was given so that's my only gripe with the super bowl which is an instant classic. Jalen Hurts was the better quarterback. And sure enough, we're just in this weird world where we're just living in Patrick Mahomes' world. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. And I said this. If I can find the clip, I'm going to play it. I said, when the Tyreek Hill trade happened, I said, three people are either going to, it's either one, two, or three people are getting exposed during this trade. One, Patrick Mahomes getting exposed because he didn't have Tyreek Hill. I said that word for word, bar for bar. I said he does not have a security blanket anymore. The guy that gives him the most respect. All the people have to do is double Kelsey, and no one else is going to do anything. He got it done with a bunch of below-average receivers and Travis Kelsey. I said, I said with Tyreek Hill, 
you don't have an elite quarterback anymore. You have Tua Tavangaloa now. What are you going to do? He had, he had basically the most receiving yards in all of football. Tua Tavangaloa before his injuries. You now have a decent wide receiver core. Can you show that you could be at the elite level? He did him until injuries. So I can't say I was completely wrong with with this take. You know, I thought it was over. You, you got to look back at what we saw at the beginning of the offseason. You had the AFC West become the most talented and stacked rosters. And Patrick Mahomes still won it with ease. And then again, you have an incompetent coach in the Chargers. You have a declining Russell Wilson and a shitty coach, coach in Nathaniel Hackett. And you have the Raiders that decided to go with McDaniels instead of Rosaccia and that's it because you can't complain about anything with the Raiders the Raiders had a a a division winning roster or a potential Super Bowl winning roster I don't care what you guys say you you have the Chargers they have a division winning roster and you look at the and the and the Broncos a division winning roster at that time now we look at you know, it just wasn't, it was just easy. It was just a very competitive, very competitive thing with Patrick. You know, like, it's not it's not a very competitive thing with Patrick. It was just, it was, I can't say it was competitive. It was non-competitive. Everyone just fall flat and he was just the best. You know, Chargers still made it to the playoffs, but fucking blew that lead. And now you look at the Eagles. They had a really good, they had a really good, uh, you know, division. Three of their guys, three of their players, um, three of the of the teams in the division made the playoffs. But at the same time, you had an overachieving Giants that were had below a, a, a below average quarterback in, in um, Daniel Jones. And I was just like, you know, like this is the reason why Daniel Jones was supposed to be out the door a year ago. But they got a finally they had a healthy Saquon Barkley. And now when they took him away. Go win the game for us. I don't know what to do. That that was basically Daniel Jones. You had Dak Prescott, who had the most interceptions in football, go to the playoffs. And then you had the Eagles, who had a, an, I would say a, a lucky run in their in their um, in the uh, in their regular season. A a lucky I can't say lucky run. The Super Bowl showed they were meant to be in the Super Bowl. But I'm saying is you just you played teams at the right time when they were bad at that time. That's all I'm saying. Um, you know, you struck gold. Now, when we get to you know the future of what this holds, this is very interesting. You know, a lot, especially with the Eagles, can they repeat? Can they win that division? You know, the Cowboys. You know, they're just getting better. Can they get over the hump? Probably not with Dak and Zeke and all them. You have the Giants. What do they do now? They go into free agency and try to go get you know, wide receivers, because I kind of think that was the one thing that they're missing and try to maybe go into the draft and try to get something even better. And it's just a little weird what this offseason is going to go with. We already have D'Amico Ryan leaving the Niners. He's taking half the Niners rosters with them. The Niners now don't know what they're going to do with Purdy or Trey Lance, and I'm just excited to see what they're going to do with it. But I just think with the Super Bowl, it was just really, really amazing. It was just a great watch, you know, great story. And now this kind of leads me to my quarterback rankings. This is my these are my top five quarterbacks right now in football. Cannot tell me otherwise. I know what I'm talking about, so let's get into it. Number one, it's obviously clear choice. The MVP, uh, Super Bowl MVP, it is Patrick Mahomes. Number two, clear cut, simple. Patrick Mahomes on a bum ankle. 
leaps and bounds better than everybody. Jalen Hurts is number three. He made it to the Super Bowl and outplayed Patrick Mahomes on a bum ankle. Patrick Mahomes on a bum ankle still won. So three is Jalen Hurts. Number four, it's plain and simple. It is Joe Burrows. Number five, it's Brock Purdy. There, I said it. I said it. I said it. Brock Purdy, number five best on this right now. No one's better than him. Josh Allen, get out of here. That's pretty much it. I loved, I loved everything about it. Now let's get to the creme de la creme. The reason I was watching the Super Bowl. Niners weren't in it, so I didn't give a fuck. Miss Riri herself. Pull it up, pull it up. Watch it all fall out. I absolutely loved it. I loved the halftime show for what it was. Do I think it was a disappointing half show? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know, just a little bit. No feature guest. Especially with what I thought with the performance that we had. But with the performance that she was doing. But, you know, you could do, you can do, you can only do so much when you're fucking pregnant. She was pregnant. I didn't even know that shit. And it was just crazy, you know. And I thought, you know, you thought, well, I'm like, wow, her and ASAP really just freak of leaks out there and i was just like okay you do you i was like oh dude her dancers were a1 shout out to them too they were fucking killing it and the, her set list was really really good uh i don't have my phone with me right now uh, her set list has like diamonds in the sky only girl in the world um i think snm was on there another really great song uh, umbrella was on there i think she had like four i think she had like six a couple she had like up to 10 songs on the set list which was just phenomenal all her hits and this just kind of proves why i just love rihanna like dude i was like if she would have played sex with me oh my god i think i would have lost i think i would have thrown like my boxers on at my tv like dude i I just love riri bro like riri can't do no wrong uh it just sucks like can i just get a new song can i get a new album when's the, when's the new album now we gotta wait a couple more months because you're a fucking baby in your butt, belly but you know, overall, I was just, I was amazed. Again, Rihanna just looking so fucking sexy. Just, oh my God, I can gush on her all day. Um, uh, breaking news, though, I am the baby father. I'm about to move out the hood. So let's get it. <laughs> uh, but the, the biggest thing was, like, one of the craziest things, and my mom, I was like, I thought Jay-Z would have probably came out. And my, I was talking about my mom. She's like, oh my God, who do you think she's going to come out there? Because I feel like the last couple Super Bowl performances have just been amazing. You've had Rihanna. I think that's a I think that's a solid eight out of ten performance. You could only do with what you can because you're pregnant. Um, I mean, if she would have brought Silk Sonic out, oh my god, I would have lost it too. But you had Bruno Mars and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That was a really really good one. You had the Weekend. I think I think out of the last couple of years, I think the Weekend had the best one. I think the Weekend was really really good. I think um, Lady Gaga was a great one too. Travis Scott was another good one. There was just so many different ones. That you could say, like, oh, man. But I think The weekend has been the best one as of recent. I really can't complain with that one. It's The weekend. As much as I really don't like a lot of his music, I like certain... I like his hits, and when it's hits hit, it's hitting. But my biggest thing was, like, when I when I heard All of the Lights, like, legitimately... Yo, <laughs> when I heard All of the Lights, I lost my shit, because I don't know what my mind went to. I was like, Kanye's coming out. Like, legitimately, this was my reaction to All of the Lights. When she, when that song came on, I lost my shit, but I, like, turned, like, I turned around for, like, a quick second because my little brother wanted something, and then, like, I heard All the Lights. This is, this is point of view of what I heard when she performed All the Lights. Hold on. Like, this is basically, 
this is what I heard, guys. I was this is what it was. You know, if you guys are watching on YouTube or Spotify, check us out of the What's Your Opinions podcast, youtube.com slash what's your opinions podcast, Spotify, what's your opinions podcast. This was my general reaction to all of the lights. Like no, no funny shit. This is what it was. My brother was like, Can you help me with something? I'm like, Yeah, dude, what was what do you want? Like, I was doing this. What do you what do you need? Oh, you need me to put batteries in there? And all I heard was Where's Kanye? He's in there somewhere. This is the greatest thing in the world. Where's Kanye? I was just like, man, bro. I was just like, man, didn't get Kanye, but I understand because Kanye just doesn't like a certain race of people and no one wants to be affiliated with that man. I was just like, it was a good performance overall. I just thought, you know, I really enjoyed it. I thought this was, uh, you know, no, what it was. She got announced this months ago, and you can only do so. You can only do a little when you're pregnant. You know what I mean? If this was like Rihanna, like before pregnancy, though, oh my god, her set list would have been a lot different. Her set list would have been like S and M, um, Sex with Me. It would have been all the freak nasty songs. And she was getting freak nasty on the stage too. Her dancers are amazing. I wish I was one of those dancers too. So, um, I think. I don't know, man. I just really like the Super Bowl. It sucks the way it ended, but I agree with it. Um, at the same time, defense. Why'd you let up 24 points for that moment to even happen? Patrick Mahomes, you are the best football player in the planet right now. And Alexander Volkanovsky, you are the guy. So I think that kind of gives us the end of our show. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the What's Your Opinions podcast uh, I thank you guys for joining us for yet another week of nonsense. Again, I know it's going to be after Valentine's Day. I hope you gave your woman, your girl, your mans, your, your, your mom, your, even your dad something cool for Valentine's Day. Um, you know, don't PDA, guys, because that's just disgusting. But if you guys want to follow this podcast anywhere, you guys can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere. Um, Google Podcasts, all that stuff at the What's Your Opinions podcast. If you guys want to be a part of the podcast, you guys can fill in our links on our link tree in the description and give us a voice message and you will be heard on the podcast. If you guys want to ask us questions, you can leave us replies on Spotify. So make sure to have your voice heard or, you know, have your voice written out and we can talk about it. Um, if you guys are watching us on Apple Podcasts, make sure to give us a five star uh, review and it helps us out with the algorithm. If you guys are on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe click that notification bell because it helps us out tremendously i want to give a shout out to our sponsors ginger audio go to gingeraudio.com forward slash wyop for 70 dollars for two of your nice little programs because they have a special deal going out right now so go check those out and you guys want to follow me at Vinch city kings i have a lot of things planned going forward into march so please keep listening so i'm gonna go keep showing you guys what i'm doing hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week I'll see you guys next week when we get to shit on Velma and talk about the shows that I am watching and anime. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a wonderful episode. I'll see you guys next week. Peace.